Welcome to Voyage to the Geek for another week. Joining me as always, Dan Miller, Tom McGill, Rick Legato. Um, and no, Rick uh, hasn't done anything with his hair. Um, he's lost a little bit of weight. It's in his spirit form. Yeah. Rick is uh, not joining us today in in uh, in body, but in spirit. I'm sure he is with us um, as he is uh, currently making... Um, uh, re- respiratory masks, breathing masks, out of uh, old socks. His his old sock collection and distributing that to the poor. I'm sure that would kill all the viruses. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. There's science. Yeah. <laughs> Dan has brought the science, um, and so this is part two of our deep dive, not that deep, into uh, the 1992 sci-fi film. It doesn't go that deep. No, it's going to be the shortest <laughs> the shortest tip you've ever seen. <laughs> Tom is only going to show you uh, just the tip of the tip. Um, so, uh, yes, the 1992 sci-fi film Free Jack, mm. starring uh, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. And his wife, mm-hmm. Jerry Hall. She, she, she makes a bit, a bit of, of an appearance. That's a bit of trivia. A bit of, a bit of an appearance in the film. Um, Emilio Estevar, uh, Estevez, not Estevan, that is a singer from the 80s, I think. Somebody completely different. But not Emilio. Gloria Estevan. Gloria Estevan. That's it. Um, and so today we're going to have, we'll have two little short segments. One's Tom's going to kick us off shortly with his segment, Just the Tip. And he's going to discuss all things trivia. And then later on in the show, I've got a bit of a quiz for the lads. Um, a little bit of a special quiz this time. So um, let's not waste any more time. Tom, uh, it's over to you with Just the Tip. So, yeah, I was trying to find interesting things about the film other than the whole interest of... of, of what we see on the screen, how interesting the acting is and everything. So, not, not much in there. I mean, going through mainly what I do in those cases when there's not much to say about, or not, not much to find, is I try to find some things about the actors that are interesting. Uh, one thing I did find interesting is that Vincent Schiavelli was in it, but was cut. So, he is uh, a guy who would you absolutely recognize from the 80s. He's in every TV show, in every um, film. He's always some psychiatrist in okay. some movie or he's the he's a he's a assassin in in tomorrow never dies he is a face that you will recognize Vincent Ciavelli mm-hmm. he's a guy that you'll see you'll see him you go I know the guy and I have no clue where he where I saw him seen him but I've known him since I was a little child he died a few years ago uh, he was on set so there was a role for him but then he's not in the credits and he's not in the film so whatever whatever happened there nobody really like there was nothing else to find other than that he was there for the filming 
and now he's not. Uh, oh, you're very famous. Yeah. Very famous. This guy here. Oh, yeah. <coughs> I told you. Definitely rec- recognize him. <coughs> mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's a little bit weird because, I don't know, there was plenty of those other type of people in the movie already. You know, the the, the couple of the level bosses. Um, and um, what's the guy with the turtleneck and the... The yeah, machine yeah, gun the, and the katana. The Grand El Bush. Yeah, yeah. So there were a few of those type of people Mr. in there. Mr. Grand Bush. Yeah. There were some. There was, uh, yeah, as, as, as Dave said, there was Jerry Hall. So she was doing a cam- cameo as a reporter in, in the disco. Oh, or in that, right. that yeah, sort of yeah, nightclub. Yeah. Incidentally, that nightclub, there was shots, lots of shots sh- cut from the film because it did really badly at the uh, test screenings. Yes, I'd heard because that. Because it yeah. was even more brutal. There was more gore. There's no, there's not much blood and gore in this film, mm-hmm. actually. There's, there's, there's fighting, there's shooting, but there's no gore. And so one of the shots that was cut, which was in that nightclub, was there, uh, as, as, as we get the opening shot of that nightclub, we see people in cages standing there. And what was happening there is that there were um, people auctioning off their, their lives, essentially. Like as a free, like as a host, like a yeah. For for they would get decapitated okay. in um, by 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 the auctioneer. So somebody was auctioned. You know, I'll, I'll cut this head, guy's head off for this much money. So they were, I don't know, maybe providing for the family or something. But that was a part of that film that happened in the nightclub. That yeah, I can't remember. No, it's not in the film. That's, that's oh, totally okay. cut out. That's, that was that was removed. <laughs> like some, that's, that's an example of the gore that was removed okay, cool. to make the film more funny, give it a bit extra humor. So maybe that nut kicking scene was added later. Then maybe because they well, tried we talked to, to get it more you bring funny. up the nut kicking scene. That was. Um, um, that was in between shows where we had that conversation. Remind us of what that. What we're so Amanda about the Plummer, the nun, the over, the totally over the top nun, kicks uh, Michelette, who is one of the the um, the evil in between bosses, Jonathan Banks, who played in one of the films that we reviewed, another bad movie oh, that yeah. one of us really enjoyed, Buckaroo Banzai. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, played yeah, a lizard. He was the bad guy in Beverly Hills Cop as well. Not the main henchman. Oh, was he? But he's the guy that killed Eddie Murphy's mate, which sent the whole... He was, the inciting incident yeah. was him killing his mate that came out to see him. He's he's, that's in there. That's in there. He's a classic yeah, character yeah. actor who turns up as the... He's got very droopy eyes. He always looks like he's about to all f- drop off to sleep. He nicely yeah. plays bad guys. And I like that scene with... And uh, uh, There's things about this <clears> film that I liked. And one <clears> of the things that I, I really liked, uh, Mick Jagger in it, <clears> because he was charming, and uh, just the, the fact with the Fabergé egg, throws it to the guy and then makes himself destroy the egg on catching. Mick Jagger didn't hurt it. Anyway, yeah, I liked uh, things. So, nutsacking, nutsack kicking. <laughs> the nun gets beaten up <laughs> by the bad guy. She's tied down because she helped Emilio Estevez escape. And uh, she knows, I think, where he is or something. They want to get information out of her, so they hit the nun in the face. And she has already been established as a machine gun carrying nun. Um, yeah, and she says, the good Lord. <laughs> She's got this slight Irish accent, which is a bit weird as well. The yeah. Lord says to ch- turn the other cheek. Yeah. But instead she kicks him squarely in the nuts and his eyes roll back into his brain and he collapses. I think one of the most memorable moments in Quentin Tarantino's um, Pulp Fiction is hers, belongs to her when she stands up and delivers that line to the cafe, uh, to all the people sitting in the booze in the cafe to ante up every... You motherfuckers, every last one of you, you know, and just that, that crazy, it's in her eyes. She is mm-hmm. a crazy looking act- actress mm-hmm. on screen. Is she, I don't know, yeah. what is she like? Does she look like that in... Everything? No, she can. She can yeah. totally. Just, that's just Christopher Plummer's daughter. 
Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. That's why she is the way she is. It's her jeans. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. That's awesome. Plumber? Did that not <laughs> no, I didn't know her last name until you said it before. All right. <laughs> um, the other thing is a, a, a cameo. Another cameo that we're getting in the film, which is not mentioned on the uh, IMDb trivia, is uh, George Coleman, who is a um, famous jazz player. Ah. And so he's one of the big jazz masters. What's that? The, the, there's an there's equivalent for the rock and roll. Hall of Fame. There's a National Endowment of the Arts, NEA Awards or something. Right. And that's where the big, you know, well, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where all the big, big stars go. Well, the big stars of the jazz area go into the NEA. And he was and in the film. He was there as cameo. He's just play, sitting in the in the window playing, a, oh, cool. playing, yep. a, playing a saxophone. Yeah, that's or right. Or just camera goes, holds on him for a few seconds, then he's out of the film. Yep. He's gone. It's weird, right? This movie has just got all of these good possible ingredients, right? It's got in good ingredient after good ingredient. Okay. But... But when you mix it all together... <laughs> But then you have henchmen cars. Mate, with mate, I could give you sugar, flour, okay. eggs, all the rest of it. You're not going to make a fucking cake, mate. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Whilst it does have good ingredients, it also has less good ingredients. Um, <laughs> David David Johansson, we talked about him. He had an alter, alternate persona as a singer. I didn't know that. Ah, uh, shit, you didn't. So now I, uh, what's it? Um, the Feeling hot, hot, hot. Da, oh really? Da, 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 what is it? What is his name? Well, uh, the song's called "Hot, Hot, Hot." I yeah, used to yeah, play yeah. that in Yay Oldie Day. He has a persona. Oh, Buster Poindexter. That's it, Buster Poindexter. Buster Poindexter with his band making music, That's and right. he used to impersonate Mick Jagger, or he used to be always seen as somebody like a like a poor man's, oh, a good Mick Jagger type sort of singer mm -hmm. before he ended up in. Um, Keep saying jumping Jack Flash, but this is Jack Free. Jack Whoopi, Freeman. Whoopi Goldberg was in yeah, Jumping yeah, yeah, Jack Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give me a movie with Jack in the title and I'll get them mixed up. <laughs> it's too much Jack Daniels here. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, before he, they played with Mick Jagger in, in, in Free Jack, he was already taunted as the um, as the American answer to, to Mick Jagger. Oh, okay. But yeah, point of Pasta Pod Dexter had that song, Peeling Hot, 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 was ruined for the rest of his life, just like anyone who yeah. gets famous with a one-off thing. One hit then, wonder. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the rest of the life, you always have to sing that one song. And, uh, and I liked um, Frankie Faison. So he's the eagle guy that you both <laughs> forgot. <laughs> forgot to, even though he was the, the most over-the-top <laughs> acting, even worse than Amanda Plummer, I think. And he's the... Uh, and I then rem remembered that he is the... Um, in Coming to America, Eddie mm. Murphy film, he's the landlord who they swap the rooms with. So they're in the uh, Asinio Hall buys all that funky stuff for their room. Eddie Murphy wants to be looking, appearing as a poor guy for his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And he comes into his, his room and there's the hot bubble bath and the curtains and the jukebox is playing because Asinio Hall spent all that money. And they need to quickly move, so they swap with the landlord. Landlord goes, oh, you can have my room. That looks poor and I'll move in here. That's the eagle-eyed dude here who's sitting under the bridge Eating, oh, eating food. Guy. You know who he is. I'll tell you who he is, and you'll, you'll you'll fall over. He's the guy in the original Crocodile Dundee movie that rips that boomerang-shaped thing off the back is of the he? limousine, really, and throws it at the guy down the alleyway. Wasn't that his That's driver? Frankie it's Fanta? his driver. Same guy, same actor. 
Interesting. We'll have to look it up. Crocodile Dundee 2 as well. Okay. Where a goal got too silly. I hope that's not too spurious that you just said that there. I hope you can I'm pretty sure it's him. I remember looking at his pitch. Uh, I remember looking at him. This guy. Yes, that's him. He's the guy. Um, put a set of sunnies on him and one of those leather caps like the cap that you turned up in. Mm-hmm. Put a leather one of those on and it's him. That's right, right, right. It's right. definitely him. And he has played in every Hannibal Lecter film. Really? Yeah, with Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So Anthony, so one thing I hadn't known was that Silence, because I never read the books. So Silence of the Lambs is part two. Hmm. There's, yes. a, there's, there's Red a, Dragon, yeah. Yes, there's Red Dragon before that, which I which I didn't didn't know about. It's but, a film. Um, Red Dragon is a is a is a film, but that it before before um, Silence of the Lambs was made, it was a big hit. There was already a film made, but for, about the Red Dragon book. Oh, really? It just was called Manhunter. Oh. 1989, 88, something like that. Manhunter, and uh, Hannibal Lecter was played by Brian Cox who's also always a great bad, bad guy. So, um, and uh, yeah, Frankie Faison played in that one, mm-hmm. and in Sounds of the Lambs, and in Hannibal, and in whatever, th- and then, then the Red Dragon. Red Dragon. So the only Hannibal film he didn't play in was when uh, Rise of Hannibal, which was the one where Hannibal is a young boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's the only, he plays different characters in all these films, mm. but he's the same actor is always, always there. It's, uh, it's interesting, a bit of a coup to tie yourself to that franchise though I think pretty successful um, did you did you dive into the the test audience the, the audience testing not too much diving other than that I saw that yeah it was doing really really badly and then they started rewriting new scenes and adding humour and taking out gore and trying to make it well, make the, it better the, the statement as it reads here from IMDB is according to the reports at the time of the production and interviews with some members of the cast and crew, test screening was so disastrous, uh, was disastrous, so producer Ronald Chuzette, Chuzette, I think his name is, uh, was brought in to reshoot almost half of the movie and add more character scenes and humour. Amelia Estevez said that director Jeff Murphy let them down by focusing too much on action. This is the first version. This the, is the, 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 the movie was made and screened <clears throat> to a test audience. Yes, it was a complete version. And so Amelia was saying that the first version, the, the director original director, let them down. was not interested in doing any dialogue scenes and stuff like that. He just wanted to do all action mm. scenes, which is the stuff you were talking about earlier. Mm. But then the action was pretty. Like the one, one of the horrible, horrible shots in that film from me, from a, from us, I guess, from as a visual effects artist, is the chase down the bridge when. Emilio drives this car, which is a, has a champagne bottle at the front, which mm-hmm. gets successively shorn off this, the roof mm. and then the sides, and he t- ends up in this tiny little vehicle down the uh, bridge, and then they have a blockade. Yep. And just last minute, and he's got Mick Jagger in the in the tank behind him, and he's got a weird flip-up laptop. A Emilio laptop. has a f- flip-up laptop which Mick Jagger remotely gets to open every time he wants to say sense. The laptop opens up and can't get away now can you? And he closes it and then the thing goes up again you can't get away from me that easily. Anyway so uh, yeah he races down towards the blockade and then jumps off the bridge and the horrible blue screen shot that one thing which I think is even in the trailer which is I don't know where they put their thirty million dollars, but they certainly did not put it in the in the in the. Well, I think it must have all gone to the cast. 
Remember that when they yeah, go... Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like there's some big... Even Estevaz. Esther... Esteban. 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 Estevez. Esteban was Sheen. still commanding a fairly good um, rate at that. There was some fairly big movies that we, he was in around that time. That's not that far off. Um, wild, wild Boy. Uh, Young Guns. Uh, Young Guns. It's okay. not that far off his timing. It's got to be around that time. So I reckon most of the money would have had to go to the acting. Maybe. The, um, the green screen, blue screen, green screen in it was pretty shocking. Remember that they got the the Matrix thing that it turns into at the end, and they are all in these weird landscapes and and yeah, the green screen and the color grading of them them to get them to match in the background. And this is the guy who looks like John LaRoquette, uh, who 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 had a part in the film of some form or another, and then he's he's gone. So I can only imagine that he was cut. He's on the cutting room floor. Yeah, of of, of that first first version of the film. And same with the nun. The nun. What happened to her? Yeah, they were probably some gory death. Yeah, you know, they probably all got sliced to bits or something, and that was cut out for additional humor. So it's like the Schneider cut. I want to see the Free Jack. What's the director's name? The original director. Yes, oh, he's slowing down the show. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Googling frantically. What do you All think? Right. We committed that to memory? <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Jeff Murphy. See the Murphy cut. Yeah, later we know. But I think uh, I don't want to see it. Because what I enjoyed about this movie was the camp. And the overacting. I didn't get any camp. I didn't. I thought they were actually acting. <laughs> I thought they were trying to do exactly what they I were think paid the, to do. All the main characters were trying, and all these secondary characters were just having. We're a looking at it as an opportunity to go nuts. Yeah. The expensive, skilled actors were acting. Yes, to yes. the best of their abilities. <laughs> yeah. Acting. All right, I've got one trivia thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got another thing. Just briefly, is okay. no, it's very obvious. It's not really trivia, but. Why did the Rolling Stones not make any music for that film? Yeah. yeah. If Mick Jagger is there, why exactly. wouldn't they have at, com- contributed to the soundtrack? Something. Do you, oh, you don't know? No, I don't know. Oh, you're just putting it. That's why I say it's not, it's not trivia. It's I just a fact. I thought you were about to lay some. There is a fact some, uh, there. They didn't. And maybe, you know, maybe Mick Jagger already had the. <laughs> so had enough the band, you know, Mick comes back to the band and the band are like, where were you? Hey, Mick, no, where, Mick, how did the aware. movie go? How was it? What did you do? And Everybody like, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut the fuck up for two hours and leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dan, what's your, what's your little Oh, bit okay. Of- you know the Wilhelm scream? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's oh, in there yes, as well, yes. yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. I, not this, it's is, um, this is the singer. I'm um, feeling good. Yeah, yeah. James Brown. James, it's, it's the James, James Brown, Brown yes. scream. No ah, less. Ow! Yep. No less than three times. Yes. I counted. In not a Wilhelm scream. No. You're kidding. It's no, a it's a James Brown. Ow! So do you think I they sampled you know straight that, out of ow. I Feel Good it, or something? Yes, it's it just that snippet. It sounded very, very like Somebody close. falls over. Ow! You know, somebody crashes a car. Ow! <laughs> Um, what were they thinking? So why wasn't James Brown in the soundtrack for the film? Probably because there was no soundtrack. So um, so this film's pretty light on for trivia. That was it about. Um, talk to me about, really quickly, uh, the post-production. Uh, anything, anything worth noting about this film in post-production, either in, on a negative or positive? I did like the quality of the opening titles. I didn't mind the um, opening titles either. I saw them and I thought... That's starting nicely. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. So they were not bad. Yeah, I like that. Where you've got a um, uh, a negative 
of the title. So it's a it's sort of um, like jigsaw puzzle it's pieces. Punched out, yeah. So it's, if you can imagine yeah, a negative, and then all of the insides of the R's and things like that are all floating on their own, moving together, comes coming together to, to say free cell, and yeah, I didn't mind that at all. I thought the laser effects for their time machine and the stuff. The laser spider web when it way was... it cut into real yeah. geometry in the scene and mm. stuff like that. Um, I didn't, from memory, I can't remember whether there was secondary lighting from it, um, actually mm. lighting the scene, but I know that somebody must have gone in there and actually cut off mm. a lot of these things to make it feel like it. And it did actually feel like it was in the shot, mm -hmm. even though maybe they didn't have secondary lighting. For some reason, it seemed to comp in nicely, mm. whoever did that. Um, but very little else. Um, they had 3D models in there. Mm. Like they had a car with a, a little character person made out of, you know, the worst 80s cylinders that that 3D graphics could produce at the time, I guess. Mm. Mm. Was there many matte, matte painting opportunities in this film, Tom? Can you there remember? Was, well, there was the, 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 the building, stuff. the city stuff. with that, that same structure that they hold onto with their hand to transfer their brain essence is actually the building that they are in mm. so on the on top of that oh, giant okay. skyscraper is this, this sort of four four pronged yep. structure yep uh, and we see that in several matte shots it, and it, then it looks uncannily like um, the emperor's um, oh yes there's in, a throne room on the on the, the death throne star room in, in the Jedi, uh, return of the jedi mm. with uh, the four yep. big long things yep. on at the top of a big tall spire big tall tower there was a couple of internal shots that were obviously um, shot on a blue screen or green screen. They're going up at a couple of elevators inside the big mega building. Mm -hmm. They had the same sort of... And it's, it's always nice to see how, how badly people anticipate the future. I mean, this, this takes place in 2009. Mm. That's when it's supposed to play. And it was filmed in 1991. Mm -hmm. So they were thinking, we establishing big laser guns and time travel within what? So we're talking... 20 years <laughs> in 20 years yeah, we'll have yeah. time travel and that's right they didn't it have does flying too, cars yeah, but it wasn't really it that far in the, in, in the future I mean you have to explain while René Russo is still mm. hardly changed at all yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. not even with grey hair on her head I mean yeah. was she well, she pretty much at the start identical they made no effort to age her <laughs> no. at all yeah. was she supposed to be 16 years old at the start of the film when he's in bed with her <laughs> she May didn't well age be. They will be the dirty little secret behind uh, um, Free Jack. For <laughs> you have a, um, a picture in there in your in your slideshow, which is the quote: "The uh, information is more important than knowledge," or the other way around, uh, and then attributed to Kia Kiaora. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, the director is New Zealander. He Kiaora is Kiaora. Uh, that's is just a, a, that's a Kiwi term. Yeah, it's just a greeting. It, 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 so it's Geoff Murphy is in New Zealander. I so I think they say Kiaora. I don't know how they pronounce I think it's it, but it's not a person. So I guess he just smiledly put that in there. At the, at the same time, it's written in ballpoint pen. It's a different pen than the writing of the quote. Mm -hmm. So I think he made it look like somebody else came past <laughs> and said, wrote Keora there. And it just looks like it's a quote yep. with a person. But uh, Geoff Murphy did one of my favorite films, which is The Quiet Earth. All right. So he'd done a movie. Now, I loved that film as a teenager, and I haven't seen it since. So I probably have to rewatch it one day and see whether I, whether I can still justify liking it so much. But I have very pleasant memories from that. Oh. Mm -hmm. Another mm -hmm. trivia one that I thought was weird in the movie is Emilio Estevez quotes and impersonates Arnold Schwarzenegger halfway through the movie. Mm. He does. He says, "Fuck you, asshole." In this movie. In yes. this movie. 
And those, those yeah, movies were, a bill. were happening at the time when Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. was pretty big. Now, yeah. what's up with that? Who thought that that was a good idea? Probably Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Actors often have good ideas, Dan. <laughs> I do a great impersonation of, of Arnold Schwarzenegger. You should see it. It's a killer. I think I should do all this expedition in this scene through liturgical dance. <laughs> Um, so we're a bit light on for trivia for this one. Oh, we filled um, ten minutes or something. Yeah, there's certainly enough to uh, to get our teeth into. Um, but that's it for a, another episode of Just the Tip. So that's Tom McGill's Just the Tip, uh, looking at some trivia associated with the 1992 Free Jack uh, science fiction film. <laughs> You're so gentle. <laughs> All right, so we've got a very special uh, probe, and uh, probe the the probe is where we have a bit of a quiz, a bit of a, um, a question answer answer session um, based on how well you were paying attention to the film. So. before Without wasting any more time, let's jump into the probe. What the hell is going on around here? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. There is no Don't cross the streams. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So I've uh, given the guys some um, some buzzers. Um, Dan, if you'd like to test your buzzer. There's a doorbell. Tom. Newt, so newt. Like Bozo the Clown. Um, and if you can keep him near the microphone there so our home uh, listeners can hear you um, eagerly buzz in. Now, how, how well did you watch this film? Are you, are you feeling pretty confident about your uh, about your knowledge retention for the film? Well, I've already mm. admitted to actively blanking out parts <laughs> of this movie. I know that I watched it twice on the same day, but that was when we had, you know, we were a few weeks behind our initial schedule, so I haven't seen this film in over a month, so I probably don't remember much either. <laughs> well, that's good, because we're not doing anything about this film. This is the first. <laughs> this is round one of our... I'm going to say quarterly, so we're going to do this uh, uh, only quarterly, maybe four times a year Mm -hmm. in amongst all of our film ventures. And what this is, is general science fiction knowledge. Great Skiffy quiz. Okay. We're going to be jumping around Skiffy all over the place. And uh, what we're going to do is tally the scores, keep the scores, Mm -hmm. and by the end of the season, Mm -hmm. we will know who is our great sci-fi quiz master for uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. Rick is obviously absent tonight, mm-hmm. so the way I thought Andy we could Kemp. include Rick is that if I ask a question and both of you get it wrong, Rick gets the points. Irish. Well, he's going to win. That sounds, <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> I did a little have, unfair. I had that thought, but I also thought, I'd love to be able to tell him tomorrow that he won the quiz. Because <laughs> the other dimwits were too stupid to get the points. Uh, that would be desperately bad, wouldn't it? Now, um, Rick, uh, Rick sent his answers in already for the quiz. Ah. Um, he has sent in John Cleese, Banana, 35, Llama, Orange, English Muffin, Long Walks on the Beach, Waving My Magic Wand, Steven Spielberg, 
blanched the asparagus and hand shot first. Now, none of those are the answers to any of the questions I've got. So um, They might be better than ours. <laughs> I'm going to keep them We'll there. keep them in reserve. <laughs> they might work out. But uh, I think next time he might need the questions. Um, I think he thought he could send me answers and get them right without the questions. A little cocky, but... Yeah, he's always know. ahead of the game, he's, old uh, Rick, isn't he? That's right. Always that's trying right. to be ahead of the game. All right, so let's get started. We've got a bit of a, bit of a presentation up here, and... Uh, Rick is going to appear on the boards. Here's our first question. Which character speaks in the first line in the original 1977 Star Wars movie? Oh, shit. Who was that? Oh, that was Tommy. C-3PO. Tommy says C-3PO. Dan, do you have any alternative answers to that? Well, I suppose I have to say R2-D2 then. (laughs) (laughs) So the answer is C-3PO. And I believe he is... um, is he not the last person to? No, maybe they didn't bookend it. No, he had some. Oh, some at the connection. end. Yeah, I think in the final film he, he might have been the last the person to say something. The end of that film is really odd because they blow up the Death Star, and I think the last thing that anybody says might be Carrie when Luke jumps at Leia and gives her and says big hug, Carrie instead of Leia, and yeah, uh, I don't even know if there's anything being said after that because then they just stand there mm. they get their medals they're smiling there's mm. polished androids well there's, there's R2-D2 no getting lifted goes, out of the X-Wing um, yeah R2-D2 does a little giggle at the end doesn't he but C-3PO is standing and, and, right there while R2's getting and he's going oh I hope you can repair yeah, yeah, him yeah, sort yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. I got so, a feeling that might be the last thing no, said in that no, if you're counting R2-D2 then it's probably at the at the ceremony because Chewbacca goes and, she, and, and 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 did you do the boop de boop? So it's one cool. of those two guys. There. And we know what Chewie said in that moment. <laughs> Where's my fucking medal? <laughs> Why didn't? I? You kidding? You bastards! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the points go to uh, Tommy. Next question: Captain Kirk is the most famous captain of the USS Enterprise. Oh. It's getting in a bit quick. But who? Oh, do we want to wait till you're finished reading? You nah, might have to. Well, well no, I think it's, it. no, I think if you want to jump in early, you, you, that's the risk. It, you know, yeah. you're, you can risk it and jump in early. Who had the job before him in the TV series? We're not talking actors, but we're talking. No, captains. we're talking characters. Christopher Pike. And the answer is Christopher Pike, who apparently was so good in the most recent. Star Trek Discovery mm. series on Netflix. Anson Mount. He, he's just scored his own series. Uh, and as, I th- it's going to be called um, Where No Man Has Gone Before. Because as Christopher he, Pike? Yeah, he, t- oh, awesome. he takes the first five-year mission. And then oh. Kirk takes over for him when he gets fucked up in this... Mm-hmm. Uh, no, in that. That's later. Mm-hmm. He, he gets yeah. fucked up a bit later. after Because in that episode, in the cage... Mm. Uh, sorry, in the... Um, what the was that called? The, yeah, the, the, it is they, the cage. No, the cage is the, the pilot. pilot movie, but then they cut it into a two-parter uh, in, oh, in the first two. series, and that two-parter has a certain title. That's right, because they, they went back to the... Yeah. Um, but but the that planet. was recent, so at the time, Kirk did not know about Pike's incidents, so he took over without... Um, so Tom gets the points. Uh, 20 points. When Doctor Who came back to TV in 2005, it filmed under a secret code name. What was the code name? And shot first. <laughs> I was thinking exactly <laughs> that. Orange. So you probably have to be a bit of a Doctor Who nerd for this one. Although it's, well, that's it's, it's area, a little bit it? trivial. Um, what was the code name for Empire Strike uh, for Return of the Jedi? It was Blue Harvest, wasn't it? They all the crew were walking around with jackets in the forest, oh. filming Star Wars uh, Return of the Jedi, but they all had Blue Harvest. Um, oh. 
Blue Harvest memorabilia all over them to throw off the fans yeah, yeah. that wouldn't let them shoot. Okay. They wouldn't leave them alone. So, no takers? Nope. All right. So, it Torchwood, which went oh, on to become a series, a spin-off yeah, yeah, series. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that now that you said it. Rick gets the points. Rick. Next question. Which of these four Marvel characters was not recast in a later film? The Red Skull, General Thunderbolt Ross, Bruce Banner, or Colonel James Rhodes? Tommy? General Thunderbolt Ross. Is that your... Uh, Dan, would you like to offer a, a backup? Um, okay, I'll go with Red Skull. Uh, I thought long and hard about this one, and I probably would have gone with Dan, but the answer was indeed Thunderbolt Ross. In fact, he's in The Black Widow as well, coming up in 2020. Um, as the same character, so he was the same guy when, um, when yeah, when uh, Eric Banner was um, the Hulk, because it was yeah. his daughter that was the girlfriend of of um, the Hulk, Betty uh, Betty Banner, Betty Betty Jennifer Connelly. Yes, back in that film. Yes, uh, Ang Lee film. Ang Lee, yeah. yeah. Great editing, annoying editing, but great. Uh, is uh, mm. moving away from the norm of making the film with these weird comic book panels sort of stuff. A lot of people forget that he's who he is in Infinity War, especially Civil War. Remember those panels where the, the bunch of the higher-ups, the executives uh, are saying, no, he's an he enemy, on, on go that? and hunt him down. Yeah, he's in it. He's the guy that they hang up on. They just oh. hang up on he's, him in the middle of a conference call. Yeah, because he's telling them to go and arrest Captain America and they're saying, no, nah, fuck you. Um, okay, so Tommy gets the points. He's having a bit of breakaway. What is the superhero alter ego of the character Billy Baston? Batson. Uh, sorry, Billy Batson. Oh, I gave you time. <laughs> Dan's not even buzzing I'm in. Not even. <laughs> Shazam. I don't know yes, what it is. Yes, it is Shazam. Oh, the <laughs> 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 And he hasn't even answered it, so you gave him the, him the answer. I knew the answer. Hey, yeah, well, we yeah, should yeah, give yeah. it to Dan because he. Like, well, he yeah, you yeah. can see Dan on Sale of the Century just yeah. answering questions. <laughs> Everybody else is getting the money. Even the colours would give it away here. The t-shirt colours give it away. Yeah, the red and the yellow. Yeah. Um, so Tommy gets the points. It is, of course, Shazam. And um, according to my research, mm. I may also accept Captain Marvel. Because Captain Marvel was the old title of the Shazam comic book. Mm -hmm. And then they... Uh, there was some split, wasn't there? Everybody got angry and... Marvel bought the rights and they had used... Uh, Captain Marvel wasn't made anymore at the, at the comic book. And then Captain Marvel name was bought by Marvel. Mm. They started using it. And so when... When DC was it DC it was DC, isn't it Shazam? Yeah. So when they brought it back, Shazam they is, came yeah. up with uh, yeah. with a new name. Um, so Tommy gets the points. Hands on buzzers. <laughs> I gave him time. I did wait. You gave him time, and he gave you the answer. <laughs> it's fair. It's payback for the time. All right. Next question. Ooh. The next ah, the next ah, question is, is triple points. Yes, yeah, we, we come back, back in here potentially. Game. Either a runaway or a comeback. Here we go. Jeff Bridges plays a game developer programmer, Kevin Flynn, in which 1982 American science fiction film? Do you want to give me, the, you want to say it? I'm really slow today. <laughs> I am just so slow. My brain is just ticking over. Tick, tick. I should and have put the a answer picture. is... I should Absolutely, Tron. I should have put a picture of him in that at that age. It's hard to associate this old grizzly-looking bloke <laughs> with Tron. He was such a young, fresh-faced, what, 22-year-old or something. He looked so weird in the new Tron remake when, yeah. when they digitally made his him look young. Mm. That was freaky. That was uncanny. Mm. 
Yeah, I agree, Tommy. Um, so Tommy gets the points on that one again. Next question. In Game of Thrones, what is the name of Westeros capital city? Oh, shit. I don't shit. know. <laughs> I know it. You'll know it when I you know hear it. it. I know it. You'll definitely know when uh, you hear it. It's Nobody's passed in. Well, well, points how points how could be going to Rick. And Rick would have got this. End, oh, end, yeah, end. Something's end. Journey's end. West no, end. West <laughs> Trotwood. <laughs> so, Damn, no takers, oh. and Rick gets the points. It's, it's King's Landing. Landing. That's right. Ah. That's close. Journey's <laughs> <laughs> end. King's Landing, yes. All right, next. It has uh, similar letters. So next question. In which film do the aliens' heads explode when they hear Slim Whitman's Indian love call? Mars Attacks. Yes. Points each. Because Dan knew it, he just was, was too afraid. <laughs> 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 See the, the digital walls around their heads. And this is the actual song too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm calling you. So the points uh, go to... Give it to Tom. No, he's de- faster. I cl- I, I, no, yeah. I'm honest. I'm honest. <laughs> is it? I, I, I hit the buzzer, but I let Dan say the answer because we both knew. Look, that's not how the quiz works. You can't... You can't share. You can't. It's a fight to the death. For okay. It's like the okay, Thunderdome. It's like... One man, oh, two, well, man, two a, men enter, one man leaves. Yeah, yeah. It's a null win. So two you, men enter. you both get points. They share and the Rick win. gets points as well. Oh, oh. that's hard. Well, it's a nullified question because you buzzed in and then didn't give me the answer. It'll not And then he again. gave me the answer and didn't buzz in. Uh-huh. So both of you disqualified I yourself. want fun. I don't want animosity <laughs> of Dan hating me for the rest of his life because I spoke to But Dan doesn't want you to make it easy. <laughs> Too late. Yep. All right, ready to go? Yeah. Okay, name one of science fiction author Isaac Asimov's Three Rules of Robotics. Uh, don't. I'm going for the speed this time, <laughs> not the correct answer. Um, don't hurt people. It's fairly that's close. A gist. That's it's a gist. It's fairly close. Yeah. Um, Through action or inaction, don't hurt. cause harm to people. Or something. That's pretty close. I think the additive of those that end through action or in, uh, inaction is close enough. Then be harmed or have. So the first law of robotics is. Um, a robot may not injure a human, a human being, or through inaction allow a human being to uh, to come to harm. Second law: a robot must obey the orders given to it by human beings, except where such orders conflict with the first law. And the third law is: a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first two laws. That's a pretty awesome little set of uh, rule, mm-hmm. like commandments for for robots, isn't it? Didn't you have a story yeah. where there was like a robot that was attempting to follow these rules, um, but was having trouble interpreting them? Well, because that if is it iRobot. Hey, that is iRobot, where the where the Uberbot who That's right. who controls everything decides that in order to protect the humans, they must be enslaved. Yes, they no. must be protected from each other. Well, this is the different Without one harm, I was thinking about. But enslaved. The one that I was thinking is that because the robot was in a moral dilemma about how to act, all it could do was like circle just you know sort of drive around in circles around this person who needed help because they couldn't help it or he couldn't hurt it or oh. something rather yeah okay 
Yeah, that's either something I remembered or something I made up. <laughs> either way, it's real, okay? It's real. It's real, either way. Because real is subjective. All right, uh, next one. Well, in fact, it's, uh, this is a scores uh, stop off. So at the moment, Dan's coming last. Dan is getting beaten by somebody who and, isn't even here. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Rick is coming second, and Tom is way out in front uh, on 80 points. Now, I can tell Jeez. you that we do have at least... Two more triple point stop offs. Okay. All right. So oh, we're just at the health mate mark now. So there can be a um, there can be a, a, a comeback here. So next question. In what year did the Daleks first appear in Doctor Who? This is closest to the to the year we'll 1962. get. Nineteen sixty two. Nineteen sixty four. Closest um, without actually going over. Is that the that the idea? Is it price is right rules? Um Oh no, yeah. I didn't go prices right rules. I mean closest to. Oh, 62 okay. and 64. Um, if it's 63, it's a tie. We both get points. It is a tie. And, oh, what and is you it? 63. Will, it is 63. Oh. Um, <laughs> and you both get the points. Uh, crazy. It was a dead rubber. Moot. <laughs> this is the episode where they put them on the carpets and then they couldn't move anymore because they had metal floors <laughs> and they got all their movement energy through the floors. I like that. Isn't that isn't that the number one way to get rid of a Dalek? <laughs> stairs, stairs. stairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no longer though. They, they overcame that. Uh, next question. In the TV adaptation of The Witcher, what is the full name of Henry Cavill's lead character? Ah, shit. I got a feeling if Rick was here, he would. Rick would. He would nail it. He probably knew the answer. Yep, yep. And I will accept just his na- his first name. As opposed to his full name, which is of a place, like Tom of Belconnen. I will. Butcher ex- of Bragdavnovich. I will accept that's, his first name. But that's not <clears throat> Ewick. The second anybody mentions his actual name, I will remember. <laughs> no takers. No. Rick's up for the points again. It is Geralt, Geralt of Rivia. Yes, See? Of Told you I'd remember yeah, it. Yeah. When you give us the answer, we remember it. I'm yet to see that, but I think we should all sit down and watch at least an episode and uh, maybe do a show on it. But True. actually, it's not a qualified uh, question because it's not a sci-fi film. Aha. Uh-huh. Technicality. So, yep, technicality. Mm. Move it. I might be onto something here. I tried to include some fi- uh, some fantasy. Cause, oh, science cause Rick- slash fiction. Uh, no. Ah, no. Ah, I see. Yeah, 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 that's, that's loop, exactly loop what loophole. I did, Tom. <laughs> no, it's a capital in the second part. All right. Uh, Rick gets the points. Next question. We're 30. All right. All right. This is my time to shine. Hands on buzzers, gentlemen. Okay. Get it up closer to the mic then. Oh, okay. Dan, I need to be able to... It could come down to the nanosecond. Complete the following famous quote from the T... Oh, come on. Danger, Will Robinson. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was looking at the people, not the fucking question. You said it's war, so war it'll be. <laughs> Looking at the picture. Well, Tommy got the points. There was a, and this is the guy that said it. I think he's the voice of the robot. This guy, Mr. Robbie. Um, Triple points. God damn it. Yep. Triple points and 120. De- uh, where were Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies filmed? Get to step it up today. God, I'm so. Well, you slow. you actually buzzed in before well, I just, said a word I, of the but, question. But he still didn't buzz. But in, I so do I know the know. action. But I'll say New Zealand before you take the points away again. <laughs> But I'll say New Zealand. Ooh, New Zealand. Ah, so Choice, bro. 
Well, if we go on the pronunciation, Dan got it right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't patronise me. It won't help. It, it will not help. But so I like that's the that. It is a good picture, that's, isn't that's it? It's pretty picture. cool. All right, next, uh, next question. In 2001, A Space Odyssey, what song does the... What song does the rogue I computer I think I was system? definitely clearly in front <laughs> Closer to there. Dave. You were definitely yes. closer. <laughs> yes. Um, the computer system HAL 9000 sings what song as he is shut down? Daisy, Daisy. Bicycle built for two. Alone. Bicycle no. built for two. Daisy. <laughs> I think Dan's close enough. The song is called, uh, it's a nursery rhyme called Daisy Bell. Oh, is that what it's called? But a lot of people know it as Bicycle Built for Two. All for the love of you. Won't be a stylish marriage. I can't afford the carriage. But we'll be sweet upon the seat of a bicycle built for two. It is quite a creepy, it's, it's a creepy scene in that film, isn't it? Where he's chosen that to be shut down. Yeah. Uh, so who do, who do the points go to? Oh, uh, me, clearly. <laughs> yeah. That's right, you even... You even uh... There's a, there's a light speed um, handicap that I have because that is about halfway, half the distance, so his sound travels, yep. arrives earlier. So even if to I my press, microphone, that's even right. If I, press, I, I was wondering mm. why you were keeping it away from your microphone. You're playing the, <laughs> what's it called? The, uh, the right, Doppler I'm, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm parsec. trying to interfere destructively head, head with the sound parsecs. waves. All right, next question. The Class M3 Model B9 General Utility Non-Theorizing Environmental Robot features in which 1960s American science fiction television series? Handshot first. <laughs> no takers. Non-theorizing uh, environmental robot. This might help, but it probably won't. 1960s. Nicknamed Gunter. Good. Yeah. Gunter. Oh. Probably by some nerd in well, the box department. Well, hang on. What? What? Okay, I have to okay, go by okay. the. I have to just say Moonbase Alpha because. Oh, Dan's I buzzed am. in. Buck Rogers. No. I was just going by 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 the process of elimination. All the shows that I don't know much about, that's the ones <laughs> I have to mention now. So that's why I'm saying Moonbase Alpha. But you said, no, it's not Buck Rogers. No. So was Moonbase Alpha your? Uh, that's all I can say right now. All right. Neither. I threw this one as a bit of a trick, yeah. trick question in here. Not to the question, but the fact that two questions ago was a lost in space question. I thought if, oh. I, if I do one similar, you probably, it's a false, um, a red herring. Uh, yeah, I think you yeah, might have yeah. been gone in the wrong direction. Because that's, you probably didn't consider that. Robbie? So that is what his real name is. I thought his Gunter. name was a, um, a um, you know, Clunking tin can of rusty innards. <laughs> Bubbling boob. Yeah. Bubbling um, So, yeah, that Gunter, that, that is the name associated with him uh, as a prop. So, Rick gets the points. Lost in space was the answer for that one. How old was Jedi Master Yoda? Tom's buzzed in. Uh, Jedi Master Yoda when he died in Star Wars Return of the Jedi. 900. 900? Years old. That's correct. What about my guess? What, was, you, what was your guess? The same age as Mick Jagger. Who <laughs> <laughs> was born in... I might have to program in half points. <laughs> 11. Um, for next time. Because that deserves some points. <laughs> and he even looks a little bit like Mick Jagger. It could be QI rules. You don't get, get, get points for the correct answer, but for the more interesting one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so Tom gets the points. Next question. Ooh. 
Triple. Triple points. Triple points. In the film Jurassic Park, what is the name of the island where the park is located? This is tricky because some of the movies were on a sister island. Yes, yes. and I'm, I'm going to name the island now and it could be the wrong one. Isla Nubar. Isla. Isla Nubar. But the way you look, it's not the right no, answer. Similar. Otherwise, you wouldn't look Pronunciation is a little... Unless Dan can come with the exact pronunciation, you, you'll have the points. Isla is correct. Isla Nubar. Island A, Island B. <laughs> I got a feeling at some point, at some point in the trilogy, they refer to it as yeah. Site A and Site yeah. B. I. That's all I can remember. Put it that way. So it's Nubla. Nubla. Uh, I would say that was close. Enough. And the first island is the last island. So the last film where the volcano's going off mm-hmm. is the actual first island. There's the old park, uh-huh. but here is the big. Uh, brand new Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. The second movie, which had um, uh, Jeff Goldblum was in it, mm-hmm. but He's Sam, in all of them. Sam Neill was not in it. Yes. Uh, Jeff Goldblum has a daughter in it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's got a Spinosaurus. It's the, it's the bus hanging off the cliff. Mm-hmm. That's not on this island. Mm-hmm. That's on a different island. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You got the points? I said Isla Nubla. Tommy got you the say points. Oh, that was I close said Nubar. enough. I, I forgot the L. That was close enough for I me. I would say so. Yeah, no, that's no problems with that. Pretty good guess. It was. It's shot in Hawaii on a specific ranch in Hawaii where they shoot a lot of these types of... Um, what's the other one? Um, what's the rock and Kevin Hart? Jumanji. They shoot yeah. a lot of the Jumanji yeah. stuff there as well. the right mountains for it. If that's not a map painting... Well, it's a fine. private ranch, so it uh, keeps all the prying eyes out as well. Okay, Tommy gets the points. Next question. In the Alien movie series, what is the name of Ellen Ripley's pet cat? Oh. And it's not Orangey. <laughs> <laughs> it not, probably, even, not even played by Orangey. The act- actor. Oh, the cat is... And it's not Neutron. Neutron, is it? No. No. <sighs> I think it's a lot more mundane. It's, it's like, one of those things that, once again, once you tell us, we'll go... Yeah, it's uh, like Mr. Frisky or something or other. What? Um, no tigers. Okay, I'll give you my best guess. Okay, it's something like Miss, Mr. Frisky, but I think it's got just a regular human name in it. So there's elements of that that are very close. You can't get away with that. Just say, it's but a it's name. Not. It has a name of sorts. Aha! I'm I'm happy with very close. Well, no, Mr. No, the, Kibbles. The element. <laughs> yes, it's like Mr. There are elements that are very close. Okay. Um, but it'd be like um, you're asking for cornflakes, milk, and sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've only got sugar. And then, but you've also given me tomatoes and something else. <laughs> so it's not en- not close enough to be the answer. Damn it. No, I can't drag it. No, no, I can't, can't, can't surface them. Oh, Tom, uh, Rick gets the Jonesy. point. Jonesy. It's Jonesy. Which you said, like a human name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> human, like a living creature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which sort of. Animal, like a sound. Which sort of covers. <laughs> like a sound. <laughs> Just human name sort of covers a lot of pets' names, doesn't it? <laughs> And you were right. <laughs> I was thinking Sam for some reason. Sam's yeah. like Jones, yeah, right? It's not. I mean, they don't sound the same, but they're equivalent <laughs> in they my mind. They got one letter in common. All right. This is the final question. So, I, I, And we won't see the points. Uh, no, we'll see the points next. Um, Less of the points we see, the better, in my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> okay. 
In the Disney sci-fi movie, The Black Hole. Oh, God. What was the name of the evil blade-spinning robot? Uh, it's not Maximilian, is it? Uh, all answers have to be uh, said in the form of an answer, not a not with a question mark at the end. I'm getting confused now because I think uh, Maximilian Shell and Maximilian is confusing me, but I'm just going to say Maximilian. Maximilian for Tom. Anything, uh, Dan? Some sort of sound made by humans. <laughs> no, no, it's a name. It's, he has actual... No, it's human, got a name. He's got a proper name. Mm. But is it Maximilian? So it is Maximilian. It is. Um, I was confused because the main actor, there's Maximilian Shell there. So they're giving yes. the actor and the, the robot, they have the same name. So that confuses anyone. Yep. And at the end of the film, the doctor ends up inside that robot yeah, and then on some demonic planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Gets a bit waffly at the end there. So Tommy gets the points. Maximilian. Final scores. Wow. Look at that. Decimated the landscape with that score. Tom has scored 180 points. The highest score we've ever had in the quiz. I did a few more questions and a few more triple points that we had in there as well. Then uh, 40 points and a massive 40 points. <laughs> Thank you. And Rick. Rick has done really well to uh, to pull a second. Now, what does this tell you, boys? About life. <laughs> About life. The dummy. <laughs> Sometimes it's best to just shut up. Yeah, just, yeah. Just don't say anything. Just stand in the corner. Don't say anything. I yeah. won't. I won't be here next time. Oh, I'm not coming next time. <laughs> <laughs> I want that at at there to be my placeholder. You can do the show. <laughs> Very good, gentlemen. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So that brings us to the end um, of the probe. So that's the probe uh, for another episode, and it brings us to the end of our second episode for our medium deep dive. Shallow. There just wasn't enough. Shallow splish in the pool to go too deep, <laughs> was there? No. Um, and the 1992 uh, sci-fi movie Free Jack, not not jumping Jack, not Flash. jumping Jack Flash. Um, so before we leave, uh, it's always good to get our rating system up and running for the movie that we're reviewing. And we have a buy, borrow, burn rating system. Although Dan finds a way every week to try to reinvent <laughs> the rating system. Um, so we're going to start with Tom. Um, Tom, where are you with this film? I'm in a borrow. A borrow? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't buy it, but I, I enjoyed it and I'd watch it again. Dan? Uh, yeah. Um, I'll stick with the rating system, um, and it's definitely burn. It, it suits your purposes this time. <laughs> burn. Um, and not only that, I think it is, in my opinion, the equal worst. It was that and Transformers, whichever Transformers one we watched. Yeah. Um, equal and, worst. and Transformers set a really low bar. That's the reason that, that Rick isn't here today, because he just didn't want to watch the film. Maybe he knew already. Guilt. Maybe it's, it's a statement. I think it's, it's a guilt. statement. Because he, he brought it upon us. Yeah, he was the one who <laughs> suggested it. 
That's my problem, isn't it? Um, he, he was afraid of the wrath he would incur today. <laughs> yeah, it's it's horrible trick he played on us. It's like I'm with Dan. Home, I'm with Dan. It's um um that scene from uh, Tarantino's new Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where uh, uh, where the main actor has goes to town with his flamethrower on some poor chick in his pool that's trying to stab everyone in the house. There's not enough fuel in that flamethrower for me to burn this. <laughs> um, I started purging it from my memory subconsciously, apparently, because I know I sat to the end of the damn thing. <laughs> And I still can't remember half the things that were flashing up on the screen what, here or that you guys were talking about. What I want to know is they had a test screening, right? And the people hated it. I want to see so, that film. Well, did they dare have another test screening after this? Wouldn't or did it, they just put it into the cinemas <laughs> without one? Wouldn't it be good? Because is this worse or better? Imagine if the, the film that they um, they, they, test, they test screened yeah. was just out of its timeline. Mm. Yeah. And Maybe it, that's the better And film. now it would be this perfect confront, mm. you know, confrontational sort yeah. of thing with nuanced. Uh, and in 92, they just didn't understand it because it's a, not only a test, it's an American test audience probably mm -hmm. as well. They might not have got it because maybe there was, because the New Zealand director, right, there was a lot of UK cast in it mm -hmm. as well. Maybe there's more European influence in the writing and the narrative, which we've spoken about in the past. You sort of have to dumb down for mm -hmm. the American audience, given the, the the demographic of the film-going audience over there, especially these test audiences. I'd love to see that original film. I'd love to see the original. Would you though? Original cut. Just to, just to answer that that question, I would probably find more interest in watching that thing than this thing. Um, mm. And I can never unsee it. So for me, it's you know, I rate it as one. You of the have worst. unseen quite a lot of it already. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is one of the worst films we've ever done. Like, yeah, yes, yes. No. I think it's terrible. No, it's been worse. No, no, no. it's terrible. Show us the list of films we've done. I'll point as out I said before, five that are worse. I have the right opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, we're allowed to think whatever we want, but yep. Tom, uh, but, but Dan's but going to remind us of what's. Right, I have the right. That's correct. At least we have the right to say what we want. All right, that's uh, that brings it to a close for uh, Free Jack. Thank God. And um, next time we come back, hopefully Rick will be on board, and we're also going to be having a look at a brand new film. Feel free to contact us through all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and everything else. Mm -hmm. um, and also send us a, send us uh, anything through those channels if you want us to cover something specifically. Yeah, if you've got a good idea for a film. Yeah, we've got a couple of ideas. We've had a few people sort of drop some ideas in there one one was um to do the whole trilogy the whole um uh, the whole episode seven eight nine of the latest star wars films and do it in one show mm -hmm. and so that whole story arc sort of thing um and we might have a look at that in the future but yes if you've got any ideas like that please uh send them to us and we will consider those so that's it for another show gentlemen of voyage of the geek until next time it's bye from me See you. Auf Wiedersehen.